On today's episode, weakness versus sensitivity. Welcome to the Run Smarter podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, smarter runner. If you're like me, running is life, but more often than not, injuries disrupt this lifestyle. And once you are injured, you're looking for answers and met with bad advice and conflicting messages circulating the running community. The world shouldn't be like this. You deserve to run injury-free and have access to the right information. That's why I've made it my mission to bring clarity and control to every runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm a physiotherapist, a former chronic injury sufferer, and your podcast host. I am excited that you have found this podcast and by default become the Run Smarter Scholar. So let's work together to overcome your injury, restore your confidence, and start spreading the right information back into your running community. So let's begin today's lesson. Weakness versus sensitivity. Um, first of all, welcome back. Uh, thank you for the last week or so, people sending out their love, asking how my foot pain is going. Uh, it's going well. I think I'm almost back to pain-free running. There was one moment that I decided to go for a 3K recovery run, and I was running along a trail um that I wasn't familiar with. There was a lot of loose rocks and things and it was quite uneven. And I told myself, look, if I roll my ankle and flare up this foot, um, will I be okay with that? Do I want to take on this risk? And I was walking for a lot of it through most of the uneven services, but decided to take on the risk. And during a uneven, but not as uneven as the rest of the track, decided to do some jogging and didn't roll my ankle, but placed my weight way too far on the outside of my foot, which significantly flared out my foot. I thought I was back to square one. And that was about two weeks ago, three weeks ago at the time of recording, but it settled very quickly. It was almost like a different type of pain, but yeah, scary moments for a little bit there. And now it's pretty much all better. I'm back to playing basketball, actually. I played basketball for the first time in a couple of years, and my foot was 100% fine. So running 4Ks now, 5Ks here and there, and working a lot on cycling because I have a, an event coming up. But all things are good. So thank you for reaching out and sending your love and asking how it's going. It's going very well, thank you. Um, also yesterday, at the time of recording, I did my first in-service. So I went to um, QV Physiotherapy in the city, in Melbourne, and I was their guest speaker to teach them around why runners get injured and what we can do about it, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I'll probably look to be doing more of that in the future because I just had a blast, just love talking about this, and good to be in person rather than jumping onto Zoom and spilling my knowledge on other podcasts through through looking through screens. Um, so... Yeah, that was that was a blast. And also today hasn't arrived yet, but I'm getting a new microphone. And I thought I thought I'd spoil myself a little bit and the success of the growing podcast. I think I might upgrade and find myself a better quality microphone. So looking forward to that. Hopefully you guys can tell the difference once uh, it comes. Okay, now 
I have a new idea for the next three episodes. They're all going to have verses in them. And today is around about pain, but it's weakness versus sensitivity. And then I've got two other episodes coming up around other verses. But I thought this would be a new idea, a new concept. Not sure how long this will take. Probably won't be as long as other episodes. But I thought of this idea along with other people asking these similar questions and hearing the clients that I see online. They have similar thoughts that go into their mind around this weakness versus sensitivity because often misinterpreted. And when it is misinterpreted, there can be a lot of doubts, a lot of thoughts of anxiety and not too sure what to do from here. It's just if someone starts misinterpreting their symptoms, I think I need to do an episode on it. So what do I mean when it comes to weakness versus sensitivity? I think the best way I could describe it is through an example. Uh, Let's just say we have someone with, we'll say plantar fasciitis, but we can substitute this for any injury. Let's say this person is recovering from plantar fasciitis. They've spent three months or so building up their running tolerance, like their return to run program, and they've built up a lot of strength doing their calf raises and loading up the fascia, increasing its capacity, and slowly building up their tolerance, finding success, but slowly getting up. Let's say they've built up to 10Ks. Then one day they've overdone things. Maybe they've ran too fast, or maybe they've spent some time loading up the plantar fascia outside of running, maybe doing barefoot walking a bit too much. And then all of a sudden it flares up and out of nowhere, their plantar fascia is a little bit sore, a little bit sore in the morning. They're like, oh damn, I've overloaded something here, but that's okay. I've built up strength. Um, Everything's fine. And then they go and do their 10K run and this significantly flares them up. And they say, what the hell have I lost strength? Like I did 10Ks last week. Why can't I do 10Ks currently? Why is it flaring up? Have have I lost this strength? And then maybe I need to start a few steps back. And so in three or four days time, they try 5Ks and it flares up. Already a, a thought would be, oh my God, I've lost so much strength. I can't believe it, all this work that I've done. And then a few days later, a 30 minute barefoot walk, let's say they're walking around the house in bare feet and that flares them up. And they think all this, all these months, of putting in this hard work, doing my calf raises, building up the strength, the return to running, and now I feel like I'm back to square one. I feel like all that strength is gone in the period of two weeks, and yeah, I have to start back at square one, and that can introduce a lot of thoughts and a lot of frustrations. It's And if if you're interpreting this as a loss of strength or a growing weakness, it can be very frustrating. And you can substitute this for um, proximal hamstring tendinopathy. I think I might put this episode into the my proximal hamstring tendinopathy podcast because it is a lesson everyone needs to know. Uh, but just substitute any injury. could be with a shoulder injury if someone's a swimmer. It could be just with knee pain. Just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five-day injury prevention challenge. This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign-up link is in the show notes, so fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow. If you're a runner or a cyclist. And so what's actually happening here? Are we losing strength? Is it weakness? 
I don't think so. In reality, well, I know so, because in reality, what's happening is there's not a decrease in strength. There is an increase in sensitivity to that area. The pain receptors are heightened and the structure still remains the same. If it's a tendon, if it's a fascia, if it's the joint, if it's a knee joint, nothing's really changed. There's no, if you were to scan it before, scan it after, there's no, you won't be able to see any signs of weakness. But what you will be able to notice is that the pain receptors are a little bit heightened. Everything's a little bit sensitive. And so this doesn't mean that we ignore these pain signals and press on and run through because we're thinking, oh, it's just pain signals, that's fine. We actually need to pay attention to it. It doesn't mean that we ignore these pain signals. What it does mean is that we in this sensitive state, we need to find your new temporary adaptation zone and start training within that. And it might be in the short term, it might be for a week or two, but we need to find that because the more and more sensitive your injury gets, the lower and lower that new temporary adaptation zone becomes. And if we use this example, if say we did that, um, uh, back to that plantar fasciitis, if someone were to overdo things, maybe they walked too much um, and 10Ks was fine, all of a sudden there's a little bit of a flare-up, the sen- sensitive structure is a little bit painful, I'd say, okay, let's just for today, let's do 3Ks and see how we go. And then all of a sudden, if 3Ks is your new adaptation zone, things will settle down relatively quickly then the next attempt you can go to 5Ks, then the next you can do 7, then the next you can do 10. And then we just, bit, like, within two weeks we haven't, we're back to back to our 10K usual. However, if we try and find that adaptation zone, say, oh, maybe our new adaptation zone is 7Ks, and that flares it up, then we drop again. Then we drop our new adaptation zone is even lower because it becomes more sensitive and more irritable. So we really need to pay attention to this, which I'll go through in a second. But a lesson that we need to know, in this particular state, it isn't weak, it is just sensitive. It's really, um, the, the pain receptors, like I said, heightened, and we just need to really pay attention to it. So this helps us transition into exactly what we should do and how we can find our new adaptation zone while our structure is particularly sensitive. The first thing I want to say is it might, we might need to transition away from running just for a couple of days and start doing things that uh, help hit our adaptation zone in different ways. So like strength training, if we use like a knee, for example, we might maybe any sort of running might be too much for it in this irritated sensitive state. So maybe we need to do, say, some slow but heavy squats or lunges. Maybe that's fine, and that's enough to hit that adaptation zone. If we use plantar fascia, uh, plantar fasciitis, maybe we back off the running and maybe we do our slow and heavy calf raises with our toe extended, uh, with a, a folded up towel underneath our toes, which is f- found to be really beneficial for plantar fascia. Maybe we find something. It's all about finding that adaptation zone, maybe recruiting a little bit of experience or a coach or a health professional to help you through this process. But depending on the level of irritation, that current state, 
you want to be more and more cautious about the first thing that you dive into, the first thing that you trial to see if you can tolerate it. If it's a very mild flare-up, very mild symptoms, then you can probably test out 50 to 75% of your current capacity and see how that goes. If it's really sensitive, really irritable, you're probably looking at something at around about 15% of your current or just something completely different. Like I said, instead of doing running, we might need to back off running completely and do some strength training. And that's only in the short term while all these pain receptors and things start settling down and then we slowly start returning back to what we were doing. So it is a bit of a trial and error. Does depend on your current capacity before the flare up. Does depend on the significance or the level severity of your flare up. But all in all, we're being proactive along the way. And these thoughts of you've lost all that progress, you're back to square one. Um, we wa- we really want to avoid those negative thoughts because that can spiral out of control as well. We want to avoid pushing through the flare up more. I illustrated that before and I'll say that again because then the sense, the structure just becomes more and more sensitive. Um, without a structure and without the right method or the right process and the right guidance, um, you might be, you might find yourself a bit astray. So recruiting some help can, um, can be effective as well and you can return back a lot quicker. So I think it's worth mentioning now, there are certain factors throughout life and throughout your day-to-day which can affect sensitivity of a structure. And I see this in a lot of people that have chronic pain. I've seen this in a lot of people that uh, might have a really sensitive um, injury and are really worried about pain signals. They're very hypervigilant about pain signals. There are certain influences throughout the day which turn up your pain dials. And I listened to another podcast last week and they explained that quite well. There are certain factors that just have pain intensity dials and certain things can turn up those dials and just make things really sensitive. So all of a sudden, like a small stimulus triggers quite a lot. And so I've got a few dot points here. I might be repeating myself. You might already know this. One is poor diet. So if you're eating a lot of junk food, a lot of sugar, um, stuff that isn't good for you, this can circulate a lot of um, or foster a, a heightened sensitivity. Just general lifestyle being inactive, sedentary behavior, lack of social interaction, these sort of unhelpful social behaviors can be really detrimental and can help and can spark sensitivity. Definitely poor sleep. Uh, that sleep does help the body rejuvenate and it helps settle a lot lot of things down. It helps regulate a lot of hormones and a lot of, um, yeah, just hormones that are circulating throughout the body. The last, last two, which are the most important, I think, are stress, anxiety, and then your emotions and your thoughts that you attribute to certain things. If you're constantly focusing on the negative, if you're constantly hypervigilant, if you're constantly anxious about flaring up a certain area, we know this with our pain science episodes, it's going to spark more sensitivity. And when you learn to, say, forget about an area, the process and the, the healing time is, is a, it's a lot quicker. And so you could be 
running your 10Ks with your plantar fasciitis and be thriving. But all of a sudden, if you're starting to uh, be quite anxious, if your diet's letting go, if you're on the couch all the time just watching TV, eating potato chips and having those really unhealthy sedentary lifestyles, that can help. That can not help, but it can spark a lot of that sensitivity and turn up those dials within the body. And all of a sudden, what might be a little spark of pain in someone now becomes a, a, a flare up or becomes a very significant pain that you need to pay attention to. So be familiar with this sensitivity and it can just spark out of nowhere. I think the first time I really heard this in detail was in the podcast Empowered Beyond Pain and they mainly talk about low back pain and chronic low back pain or say chronic osteoarthritis of the knees and hips and they recognize that some low back pain or pain signals can just flare up out of nowhere. And there is a, a link between all those things that I discussed around poor diet, poor um, social interactions, poor thoughts, behavior, stress, anxiety, all those things um, have real connections with why all of a sudden there's a flare up. And so we need to keep this in mind. We need to consider this and just recognize that if there is if you are particularly sensitive, if there are a lot of flare-ups that don't make sense, but you do have a lot of anxiety around a particular injury, these are things that need to be considered. Okay, um, what is weakness then? If we're doing weakness versus sensitivity, we're looking at what turns up those dials, what contributes a lot to that sensitive structure, but what about that weakness? What what's What contributes to weakness? And I, I can't really follow evidence. I haven't seen a lot, but talking about durations we're looking at long durations of underloading will start to slowly trickle into some weakness because weakness is the capacity that you can currently tolerate every joint every muscle every ligament will have a certain load capacity if you overload it it will start to break down rather than build up but everyone every structure in the body has its limit and that's what we call strength that's what we call like tolerance it's what we call resilience but if we have this plantar fasciitis and it has a certain level of strength what will actually cause it to be weaker and that is long periods of underloading i think around about three weeks if you're constantly underloading it that's when weakness will start to creep in and start to slowly uh contribute to less and less strength however this will happen a lot quicker with periods of say bed rest or if you're put in a cast or if you're really really underloading it it will happen a lot sooner people are amazed when they get out of hospital they've spent three days complete bed rest and they look at the condition of their legs and they're just sticks just because you have spent so long just complete offloading complete bed rest those who have been in a cast let's say if they've had a broken bone as a kid um, or if they've had to be in a cast for whatever particular reason or they've been on crutches and having to completely offload a certain structure for say seven to ten days and then they look at the amount of atrophy like how much muscle is wasted away in that short period of time it's astounding and that's because you've gone completely offloading uh so it will happen a lot quicker if you yeah do that complete offload. But weakness will generate slower 
through indirect activity like cross training and um, just keeping the body engaged, keeping the body strong in other ways. And what I can think about, let me throw an example. If we're, um, if we have plantar fasciitis and we need to spend some considerable time off because it will flare up, just some really light, low levels of walking will help maintain a lot of strength that is gained without there um, being much like offloading. If you wanted to spend time in a cast or on crutches or in bed for an extended period of time, the plantar fascia strength will downgrade very, very quickly. However, if you're just walking around, if you're on your feet, um, that process will take a lot longer to, weakness will take a lot longer to manifest itself. And so I hope that makes sense. It's not going to get weaker in the period of two days or a week because there's a significant flare-up. The structure itself will still be able to tolerate a lot, but it's just extremely sensitive. I hope the difference between the two has been quite reassuring for you if you had these Maybe you can reflect in the past when injuries might have occurred. I know there's several times like my proximal hamstring will flare up and all of a sudden sitting for half an hour will flare it up. And I'm like, oh, damn. But doing the right things three days in a row after that and I'm back to sitting for, you know, four or five hours. It's not the fact that I've got stronger in that time. It's the fact that it's become less sensitive. So have a have a think back over the last couple of years when you might have had an injury or if you might have had a flare-up or sensitive um, period in your life. And yeah, I think just have it gives you a bit more control, a bit more how, a bit more, um, it'll help you interpret your symptoms a little bit more. So just bear that in mind. Um, so I've got my note here to do a bit of a recap, but I think I already just did that. It's a, it's a simple concept once you learn it, but I think learning it is the tricky part because people can get quite confused. Next time, we're going to look at more of the training aspect and we're going to look at variety versus specificity. So how specific you need to be in your training versus being more resilient, having more variety. There's a there's a tight balance there, which I'm, I'm excited to talk through because it's not something I usually talk about, but I think will be an interesting conversation. So looking forward to bringing you that next time. Thanks once again for listening. To take full advantage of the knowledge you are building, you need to download the Run Smarter app. This contains all of my free access podcast episodes, written blogs and eBooks, along with my paid video courses, all neatly housed into categories for you to easily navigate through and find content you're interested in. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for links to the podcast Facebook group and links to learn more about becoming a podcast patron who contribute five Aussie dollars per month to get Inner Circle VIP access, including an invitation into the exclusive Patreon Facebook group and a complete back catalogue of patron-only podcast episodes, which you can access within the app. Also on the app, you can even find a link that takes you to my online physio clinic, where I assess and treat runners from all over the world, so I can be on standby if you ever need one-on-one physiotherapy assistance. Once again, thank you for listening and becoming a Run Smarter Scholar. And remember, knowledge is power.